Always next year. At least it has been for the last 27 years, going on 28. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here with intern Noe. Out drank the coverage brought to you by Frisco Bar and Grill, where we talk all things NFL, Dallas Cowboys, pop culture, movies, video games, whatever tickles our fancy. As I look to you, by the way, if, if you're noticing, we are on video. This is our third video episode, which I'm pretty proud of. Uh, this has been actually kind of fun. Uh, you do have to, we, we joked about it earlier, but you kind of do have to remember your own video at times. And there's been times like I'm like looking over and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm picking my nose or something. But uh, yeah. so we have now officially hit the off season. But before we do that, intern Noe, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I am well. I'm doing fine. Yes. Yeah. I'm drinking some red wine, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, 1924, 2020 edition. All right. Uh, California based. Yep. How about you, buddy? I'm drinking GMB now. If you if you watch the Super Bowl episode that's already up, you're noticing. Well, I always wear this. Have you ever noticed that? I actually, wear this. You do same. always wear. Well, this one's well. It well yeah the Doomsday shirt. Doomsday shirt with a cat that matches the helmet. Now, it's my favorite outfit ever. Now you have your hoodie. Uh, zipped up more. Well, you had it zipped up more than normal. I don't show skin till later. Oh, okay. Um, but so we're actually doing two episodes back to back. So we did our Super Bowl episode. So this is technically the first off season episode. Yet we don't know who won the Super Bowl. But we earlier, if you li if you didn't listen to that, we did uh, uh, basically just a real quick. We did shots of something called uh, Diesel. It's 190 proof. It's ass, but it's fun. Now though, I'm drinking Jim Bean. You're drinking wine. So. We salute, and we're going to start our first off-season show. And, and, and this cab, and this cab, has been aged in uh, whiskey barrels. Yeah, oh, that's barrels. right. That's a big thing. So for it, ha you. it has a little bit of a sweet bourbon taste. So. This is Jim Bean. It was it was aged in a Tennessee ditch with meth heads. I'm just saying. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> mm. All right. Mm. So our first off-season show. Okay, you will learn quickly. Noe enjoys alcohol. I enjoy the effects of alcohol. I don't necessarily enjoy alcohol. So don't make fun of me when I'm chasing everything. All right. So this is. We should do a distillery tour. Sure. Do we get to drink? Yeah. I'm in. Okay. No, no, no. no I actually. So Grant, and if you know, Sideline to Sideline, a high school show, we've been to uh, Shiner's a few times. I've never been to Shiner. That's the one I really want to go. Well, then to. we just need to take a, a road trip for the show. Yeah, because it's right by uh, Austin. No, it's not right by, but yeah, it's like down in hour, the central. Like yeah, it's about an hour away. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, we have to do that. There, we got a lot of off-season stuff planned, and, and so we're going to go ahead and get into this. So basically, our off-season is going to be three episodes a month. So we're going to take a technically take a week off, but literally that's probably when we're going to record. So. One episode each month will just be where the NFL is at that time, new signings, new coaches, whatever's going on. That's what this episode actually is this time. And then one episode, we're going to dive into sports movies and TV shows. Uh, and then one episode, we're going, we haven't thought of the name of it yet, but basically we're going to look back at a sports year. And I don't mean all sports, but like NFL 2002. That your favorite. That's why I said it. Uh, NFL, 1994. Now, eventually, that probably will expand out from the NFL because you and I are just sports fans. I mean, you see all this, and it's all helmets and stuff. A lot of that's for the show. 
if you were to look over, I've got baseball stuff. The studio is a mess right now. Eventually, the whole studio will be seen. Um, but so each month in the offseason between now and September, we're going to do that. We're not going to do weekly spring tra or, uh, training camp. I hate training camp. Training camp is one of those things you get really excited for, but then it gets really boring quick. I told you that every time with the preseason game. I, you and I will be like, oh, preseason starts, the Cowboys play. And the then, kickoff is amazing. Yes. And yeah. then five minutes later, hey, you still watching? Oh, no, I'm watching a movie now. Yeah, me too. Um, so No, I do like hard knocks. Just I can't for, get into that, man. Just for the I – mean, did you watch – well, you didn't watch the Lions? No, was, I didn't. It was fun. Was it? And it was fun, and you kind of saw what was going to happen for that year. Now, what the Lions did after that slow start was a good thing. That did help. Now, I do like, or I did like, I guess they didn't do it this year, the Amazon show, where it's basically hard knocks in the oh, season. Um, season of or whatever. They did the Cowboys one back in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that's pretty good. Now, yeah, so HBO was doing that. Yeah, they're Card doing an in-season hard knocks And they did now. that Cardinals. It was kind of nice to see their implosion during the season. Well, now yeah. I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't the Cowboys, but yeah. It was, but it 2019, was, we did see that. That literally that was the year that the Cowboys, you know, they, they beat the yeah, they beat the Raiders in the the Derek Carr fumble. Oh, that was 2017 or 20. Well, then it was 20. Whatever year that was. Yeah, that was the year that they it was in. I, yeah, because the 2016 year, both teams had a great year. Yeah, and the 2017, yeah, yeah. So 2017, Dallas went to. Uh, Oakland. Yeah, that was the Derek Carr fumble at the Jeff Heath who, play. Who might be a saint pretty soon. Or, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that. Um, so we're going to do, again, three episodes a month uh, in the offseason. One will be current events. One will be a sports movie or TV show. And we're going to announce right now that the first sports TV movie we're going to do, we were going to do draft day, but I decided that I think I want to do the league. And, and you can even see right over there, I've got the DVD of the league. I think that's season two. Yeah, and it was a show that we kind of bonded over. Yeah, I mean, that's right when we became friends. And then it was like, hey, have you watched the show? And then we watched it, and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and so I and, and we're not going to do a, a league, the league all we're going to take one season at a time now we're yeah. not going to do that in order this month we're going to do that and then next month we might go back to draft and, and you and i have rewatched that show multiple times i watched yeah I watched a lot of times today. i mean that was a show i used to fall asleep to yes like, well now it's family guy but like I, I, sometimes i'll go back to that show uh so i know that front to back back to front yes I, i've got to the point where i watch it during football season like yeah. you do like i can tell you who it. won the yes. The fantasy football championship and every year yep. there and, it's like i could tell you who won the super bowl every year in order yep who was the head coach for the winning team who was MVPs. The head coach? yeah yep. just because you know you and i love football it's not like we're trying to play the memorizing championship game we just love it so much that yep. it just comes to us well and you're also an accountant so that helps too uh, um yeah okay well former well, yeah, I guess technically now you're a hitman for the mob. But anyway, yes, yes. hey, we all have to we all have to take chances in our career. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're gonna do in the off season. So three episodes, yeah. one current event, one look back. And what we mean by look back is we're gonna literally just look back at, and we probably will start because you one of the things you and I bonded over is you and I have this odd affinity for a a season where the Dallas Cowboys weren't good. But the 2002 season, it's just it was well. At least weird... the 1985 Cowboys won the division. That's going to be the second one because that's a special. That's my. I think we all have a year where, and it doesn't have to be the first year you watch yeah. football, but there's just a year that grabs you. 85 is where I became a 100. percent I just love football. Yeah, 
because Dallas was good, but they weren't really that good. And I've, you know, anyway. And I, and, and I was one years old. Yeah. And you were one years old. We're oh, you know what? Age, I was going to say for college football, since we're also covering that. Yes. 2007 season. Yeah. We were just talking about, we, you and I have talked about that yeah. a lot earlier. 2007, 2008. Um, and some of the early 80s. Oh, man. Just with like the random chant, like BYU winning the championship. At, at the time, 83, Miami winning the championship was very random. Uh, 84, Texas not, or 82, Texas, 81, Texas not winning it because of a muff punt. Literally shutting down yeah. Georgia Bulldogs all day. Fumble a punt, lose 10 to 9, lose a national championship. So that's kind of the offseason stuff that we're going to be doing. Uh, and, and we want to thank our title sponsor, and that, of course, is Frisco Bar and Grill. You can find them online at Frisco Bar and Grill. You can also go to their bar, which is that's kind of what you want to do when you're going to a place is, is actually go to the place. And, and this is a place. This isn't just a sponsor. This is a place you and I have been multiple times and, and really do enjoy, not just because they are a sponsor. Uh, my girlfriend loves karaoke. I do not. But I do go watch, like to enjoy watch her make a fool of herself. So you can go to karaoke Wednesdays and Sundays. They have trivia night. They have Burger Thursday. They have live music such as the Skolan Band, Two Fourteen, Emerson Band are coming up. Uh, they're located, by the way, at sixty-seven fifty Gaylord Parkway, Suite One Twenty, in a really cool spot. It's kind of off the beaten path of Frisco, but right in the middle of Frisco. So you're not like going right down like One Twenty One and all that area right, where right. You, ton of traffic. Um, and one of the things I like about them, they shut down Sunday. They shut down because they wanted employee appreciation. And they just took a, a party bus and drove around Dallas with their employees, which brought you up to a good idea that we're going to probably try to do this year, and that's an outdrink to coverage party bus night. Uh, we're also going to be doing live fantasy football. We're going to actually have a couple leagues this year because we have an online league that we started with randos a couple years ago that's actually 90% of the people have pretty much stayed, and it's been a competitive, fun league yeah. that i've won a championship and you have not and the, <laughs> and uh yeah so this year we had um a little bit of money this year yes and so now we're taking it more serious and uh it was decided by us that we're going to expand the league from 10 teams to 12 there's a couple teams that really weren't participating yes. so we're going to eliminate them but add four more teams so if anyone's interested in a fantasy football league that's competitive Hit us up. And if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we're going to have a separate league that's live. And yeah. we're going to have a live draft. And we're going to, that's going to be a money league. That's going to be a money, money only league. That's going to be the serious league. Okay. Um, and, and we'll get well, – we have six months of information that we'll give out to you. You can email us, odtcnfl at gmail.com or terry at s2ssport.com. All right. So what we're going to do tonight, and this is the second show of the night. So, and we'll, we'll go ahead and tell you since the show is out, drink the coverage. <laughs> when it's off season, we're basically going to record three shows in one day. So, you get to play a game of oh, guess boy. which the third show is. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. We, we should do like, you know, on YouTube, you could do the uh, 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 multiple choice. Like, like little, which show is this? Yeah. yeah one, yeah. two, or three. Yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but so, what we're going to do on tonight's show, because the up-to-date current events is the easier show to do because we don't have to do editing. Yeah. We're just we're recording and talking. Uh, that's what we're going to do tonight. So we just did a show two weeks ago about what, what we thought Dallas was going to do and all that. And whether you like their moves or not, I will give Dallas credit. Before the Super Bowl's even played, they have they have made their coaching decisions. They have released the coaches they didn't want. 
and they're bringing in coaches that they do. And you can, we can, we'll discuss whether we like that, who they hired, but I like the aggressiveness. I like the idea, whether you like the plan or not, you can actually tell they have a plan this year to figure out how to be more consistent offensively. Agreed. I also find it funny that I like Dow- how you keep leaning into it. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I also find it funny that we, two weeks ago, we thought Kellen Moore was supposed to be the offensive coordinator still for the Cowboys. But didn't it kind of feel like we were going to get to this? I think you and I, we kind of talked about it, and we were assuming that he would stay just because Jerry, right or wrong, ever since he fired Chan Gailey, what he felt was a year too early, which he was right. Yeah. Um, I, I think Chan Gailey could have revolutionized the, the offense at the time. Ever since then, he seems to hold on to people a little too long, like Jason Garrett. Yeah. So I, I, I felt that the move needed to be made, but I didn't think they were going to make it. I, I thought that Kellen Moore was going to be back next year. Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't want him back next year just because I, my main complaint was the inconsistencies with Dallas's offense, and he, I wouldn't look at the stats. I would just look at big games. What what happens? And what happens is, you know, low yardage, turnovers, uh, low point totals. It, it was just a different offense compared to what they would play against mediocre teams. And it was a stark contrast enough to where, you know, they couldn't compete against elite teams like Kansas city, Philadelphia. That's why they're, you know, in the off season, not playing the super bowl. Well, and I'm going to shout out another YouTuber, a guy that's probably going to end up doing some stuff. Sorry. I didn't turn the mute off here. So you might be hearing that, but um, Logan Ward on YouTube, check his channel out. He is basically one of those that believes that it's all that. Like Kellen Moore. In fact, he talked about Which it. Which I disagree with. Yeah, and we're about, this is where we're going to get into it. And we don't get to do this unscripted stuff. You and I have run sheets that we try to uh, stick to. We don't stick to them well, but at least we try to in the season because you want to talk about certain yeah. games and stuff. This is just completely free stuff. So Logan Moore basically is like, Kellen Moore will be a head coach next year. I agree. I, I do agree with that. I don't think Kellen Moore is a bad offensive coordinator. I think there's a lot of valid reasons why you can say Kellen Moore did a lot of good things. Yeah. The the idea, and this is what Logan Ward talks about, is the fact that he had a top three offense for like most of his time here. But what you and I talk about is that doesn't mean you have a good offense. That means when you play lesser teams, you score a lot of points, you get a lot of yards. Yeah. What do you do against the better defenses? Now, as, as you and I have watched Cowboys play every week. Yeah. We know that they're padding their points against lesser competition. Yes. That's why their point differential is so high. That's why they're ranked so high on offense. Yes. I I, I wish they had like a different stat. Like you know, now with defenses, they have different stats for QB pressures. Yep. And for team defenses, they have like the pressure rate percentage. They need to have a different stat now for team offense where when it matters. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what QBR our, uh, was supposed to do. QBR. Yardage and points versus teams 500 or better. You know. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Because that's what QBR was supposed to do for quarterbacks. Yeah, ESPN yeah, yeah. brought that out. Speaking of, that's like, what, 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's supposed to be weighted to what – but the problem is is that sometimes gets overweighted because a fourth quarter still – is it a close game or not? Um, and I'm not trying to say that Dak Prescott is blameless. But any regression you feel Dak Prescott has had is still under Kellen Moore. So that's still an issue because obviously 
the voice in the room, as they say, is just not being heard. Yeah. You know, Dak says all the right things. You know, he says it's my, it's on me. I'll fix it. It'll never happen again. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah Micah Parsons said the same thing after the Green Bay game. And then what happened in the Jacksonville game? First off, players don't don't say absolutes because you're you're gonna defenses <laughs> yeah. are gonna great defenses give up big leads all the time. That's just football. Yeah. But I, I just go back to that Washington game. Now this game didn't mean anything, but the hubris, the arrogance of we almost threw an interception. So let's literally go back to the exact same route. Now you could say, well, Dak picked that guy. Okay, that's fine. But why is an offensive coordinator? You have got to make your offense, no matter what quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, you have to make your offense work for your quarterback. You throw the throws that make that, that he can throw. So you almost throw a pick six, and you immediately go right back to that route. That's that arrogance. That's that my guys are better than you, so we should win type of thing that Kellen Moore, it works half the time, but it, doesn't when my play. question is he's going to the la chargers yep they hired him almost immediately almost like they talked to him bef- right before uh the on more party ways i i think that i i think i i, I think with the way mike mccarthy is you can say what you want about him as a coach but he seems to be very upfront and and i'm probably pretty sure that he told Kellen Moore in between yeah. the end of the season and when they were meeting, like, look, you can stay, but I'm calling plays. And I think Kellen Moore's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that, which is that he shouldn't. Which is fine. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. But what but do like, you and I always say about the Chargers? They're the AFC Cowboys. And you're going to get a really good running back, a really good quarterback, and a really good wide receiver. Two really good Two really receivers. Good receivers. And, a, and an underrated tight end in Gerald Everett. Very underrated. So you're going to literally have the same issue in in San and I always want to say San Diego in L.A. as you do in Dallas. When his guys are better than the opponent, he's probably going to have really good stats and it's going to look really good. But what is he going to do when a game plan shuts down his guys? How yeah. is he going to be able to? I call it game planning your guys open. Yeah, we were talking about in the Super Bowl show. What has Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy done so well in Kansas City? They've taken a superstar in Travis Kelsey and a bunch of others and found ways to game plan them open with their concepts. Kellen Moore just didn't do that in Dallas. It's if my guy can beat your guy, we're good. If my guy can't beat your guy, we're going to struggle. Yeah, I mean, you saw what Kansas City did when they went. They traveled to San Francisco. That was San Francisco's last loss before the NFC title game. Surgically. Yeah. They were doing it with uh, uh, MBS, Juju. And everybody got caught up in the, oh, well, this is McCaffrey's first game, so the offense for San Francisco is going to struggle, which is right. But what people weren't realizing is the Chiefs just had their way with them offensively. With the San Francisco's number one ranked defense. So you can say all you want about the offense. I understand that. With, uh, you know, McCaffrey starting his first game after the trade from the Panthers. Of course, he's not going to play much. He doesn't know the playbook. Yeah. So eight ten snaps. That's which is what I think. So that should had. have been like a 23-20 game then. Yeah. But this it, was like a 44-23 game. I think it was a three touchdown win yep. for the for the Chiefs. So it that that doesn't mean that the offense sucked. It was it meant that the defense did not play well. Yeah. They didn't they I think I remember San Francisco was up early in that game, like 10-0, and then Kansas City just responded 
really quick and then took control of the game. And that was basically it. So, uh, yeah, that's what I, I mean. As a Cowboy fan, I want some of that creativity, some yeah. of that ingenuity. Uh, and I think Dallas has the talent on offense to be consistently good each and every week against yeah. whatever competition. Um, what do you think is the number one need for the Cowboys going into 2023? Like player-wise or coaching-wise? Player-wise. Man, I think, that's I, tough. I, I think coaching-wise has already been addressed. Okay so, so, okay, so let's first do that. Okay. All right, let's talk coaching. Okay. So in saying all that about Kellen Moore, yeah. I, I remember when we were talking about this through chat, and I'm like, you know what's going to happen, right? It, Mike McCarthy's calling his own plays. And I don't have a problem with that because he's right or wrong. I think he's coaching for his job this year. Um, unless, again, unless, you know, game Dude, three, yeah, Dak blows that, his knee out. And anyone's he, ever asked me. That's what I think it is. He has improved in his three years as Cowboys. I have coach. no problem with Mike McCarthy's dead coach of the Cowboys. They had a losing record in, in the COVID year, 2020. And if Andy Dalton doesn't get hurt, I still think they backdoor into the playoffs that year because yeah. you saw when Andy Dalton came back, all of a sudden that offense started kind of yeah, clicking yeah. And, and the defense was after so, Nolan. Yeah. They're starting to figure themselves out. 2021, they won 12 games. Yep. Won the division. 2022, uh, they won they won 12 games again, won a playoff game. So there's been, natural progression right there. So, but the natural progression going into 2023 is a conference championship. Conference game. championship game. Um, the Cowboys, only one other team has won more games in the last two years, Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, only three teams have won more games since 2018. And that's including an eight and eight in a six and ten year. That yeah. tells you where again, Dallas is I, I told you this 10 years ago. I just I wanted to see Dallas make the playoffs back to back years because the more chances you get, the better chance you have of succeeding. And so and free agents find you more attractive. Free agents find you more attractive. UFAs and draft find you more attractive. Um, and, and so we're here. So, yeah, the San Francisco game was frustrating because of how it went down. But again, Dallas was the underdog on the road against the team. Everybody was saying that they're the best team in the league period top to bottom. They're the best team and Dallas could have won that game. I'm, I'm, I'm very positive in that. And the reason why is everybody wants to point to the 15 interceptions. I get it, but that's not been Dak Prescott his whole career. Remember a couple of years ago, uh, Zeke Elliott couldn't hold on to the ball and everybody was, Oh my God, he can't. Well, he has, I think he's had two fumbles since then. I will trust the, the stats. I'm a big believer in uh, Tom Grieve. Does uh, used to do Ranger baseball. I think he's retired after this year. And he used to always say, no matter how a guy starts, no matter how a guy finishes, look at his average, and that's where he's going to end up. I still trust that Dak Prescott will still end up being a 28-touchdown, 10-interception guy, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, the The problem with the Cowboys is not related to the quarterback position. Not yet. Not yet. It could become, yeah. but I don't he's, think he's 29 going to year 30. I don't. I think if the Cowboys want to win a Super Bowl, they can win it with Dak Prescott. Just like I say, if you put a mediocre defense with on Minnesota, the Vikings can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and, and we did it in the, the last Cowboy Update show where we talked about you look at the quarterbacks that have won. I mean, you can go back all the way, but let's just you know, let's talking from 2010 on. You have iconic quarterbacks like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. 
You also have a Nick Foles. You also have a Joe Flacco. You also have a Colin Kaepernick team that lost but made it to the Super Bowl. You have a Matt Ryan, which Matt Ryan, you know, is always he's always Matt Ryan was Kirk uh, Cousins before Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but Matt Ryan won the MVP in 2016. But again, because they the the stats were there, but he finally got to Super Bowl and, yeah, and yeah, should have yeah. won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But my point is, is you, th- this whole idea of you have to be an iconic quarterback, which by the way, that was overrated. Terry Bradshaw deserves being in the Hall of Fame. He won four Super Bowls. Give him that. But Terry Bradshaw was not a iconic great quarterback. Bart Starr was not an iconic great Rocky quarterback. Rocky Blyer should be in the Hall of Fame. You can make the case. Um, he won't be. Especially with half a foot. I mean, that's true. I don't know if you yeah. know that story yeah. in Vietnam. War, yeah, war veteran. Um, if you're just picking a game all day, if you're picking from the 70s, Fran Tarkenton and Roger Staubach are your two quarterbacks, period. End of discussion. And really, Roger Staubach first and then Fran Tarkenton. Well, I, like, I mean, I, I told you the 70s were a weak year for quarterbacks. There wasn't many elite quarterbacks. I, I don't think it was weak. I think the game was just different. I don't think it was weak. Uh, a strong, Roger Staubach. Strong, strong football. Strong fullback play. Yeah, strong. You, you, your favorite. Um, That's but, my favorite position. Yeah, but I don't think it was weak. I think it was a different game. Trent Dilfer, by the way, coming out today saying – Today's quarterbacks don't impress him because the game's different. A lot of people are taking him to task, but I, I get what he's saying. Yeah. Now, saying. he messed it up by explaining what was awesome was what the Ravens did. Yeah, Trent, you didn't do that, buddy. Tony Banks started that year. Let's remember that. Tony Banks started the year. Well, yeah, they went 5-4 and four with Tony Banks. But I'm just saying, Trent Dilfer, he's not trying to make it sound like the Ravens did great because of him. No, but no, I, no. But I, get, I think he meant like the defense, the special teams, yeah, but not the running really, game. He didn't really say that though. He left it like what's impressive is what we did as the Ravens. Oh, but it it was so it was that was that impressive that they didn't want to resign him. Have you ever watched the uh, NFL films of Billick on the sideline? Literally every other play, just griping about Dilfer. No. Like just oh yeah, you need to watch that. It's on okay. YouTube. Like you can just he, you would not know that they were winning the game because every <laughs> damn it, Trent, that's not what he no. What is he doing? He's literally saying that to this offensive coordinator. What is he doing? But he is right in that quarterback play is different now. Yeah. And, and this is a not a knock or a benefit to Dak. He was lucky. He was when he went from one elite defense in the Buccaneers to one another elite defense with the Ravens. He just got lucky. I mean. He was a solid quarterback, but he wasn't anything special. No, he wasn't special, but he won a he won a Super He Bowl. was drafted like he was going to be special from Fresno State, but like he wasn't special. At he all had a big that. arm. Now that's one thing Trent Dilver could throw. Yeah, I mean Trent Dilver could hit all the throws, and that's probably you know. No, to his defense, he didn't have really anybody at Tampa and Baltimore to throw to. Brandon Stokely, Shannon Sharp. So yeah, he didn't have anyone to throw to. Well, okay, Shannon Sharp maybe, but well, not so much Jacoby Jones. I'm like ten years too early on that. One. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean Shannon Sharp was still like. 30 plus at that point. So he's not like Kelsey is now where 30 plus tight ends. Ah, wasn't he hitting a thousand yards? I can look 2000 Ravens. This is what, now if you don't know us, this is what we always do. We start as something and then we have to go look it up. So, but my point is, as far as that, as you look that up, he's not wrong. Quarterback play. Now you can be an average quarterback and still be efficient because the game, the routes are different. Yeah. The the, the concepts are different. Yeah. I, I sit there and look, think about Jay Novacek in today's world. Jay Novacek, Mr. Third and four. Jay Novacek would oh. have a hundred catches and 1500 yards. Yeah. Easy. Sharp had 67 catches, 810 yards from a tight end position. Yeah. He was 32 at that time. 
God, he was good. Oh, let's. I mean, obviously, Hall of Famer. Kelsey's going to break all the records, but yeah, he's a definitely Hall of Famer. And again, though, not that Kelsey isn't as good or better, but give Shannon Sharp in this era. Yeah, again, especially in this era, he he got to two thousand or ten thousand yards receiving. It took him a while, but that was impressive for a tight end. Give me Doug Cosby in today's world. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Now that's a good one. (laughs) Our uh, Raiders tight end from the mid '80s. Todd the the Christensen, Todd yeah. Christensen, who was actually a cowboy at one time. Yes, uh, Rip Todd Christian, uh, Russ Francis. Yeah, for the Washington, we won't name their nicknames. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, what's his name from Dwight Clark? Rest in peace. Golly, all the tight ends have died. Yeah. Um, but no, the the point is though, is Trent. I agree, actually agree with what he was trying to say. Yeah, that. And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers and Tom and Tom Brady played before the era that we are now. People forget that Tom Brady started in the 2000. Yeah, he started in the run 35 times, play good defense, make a couple good throws. But quarterbacks today can roll out and throw 300 yards, and then you really break down what they've done, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's 300 yards and three touchdowns, but on third and you know third and long, they're they're one of eight, that kind of stuff. And, And so again, circle back all the way back to Dak. Whether Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator or not, and I think he's a good offensive coordinator, I think the room needed a new voice. Now, in saying that, everybody talks about Brian Schottenheimer and says he's got really he's really smart and he's really good. But and I know he's not calling the plays. But again, you and I talked about this in the Super Bowl show. In today's NFL, it's not really about calling plays. It's about concepts and schemes and then working inside that scheme. A quarterback will go to the line of scrimmage and have four plays that they could call. I don't I don't understand, and Schottenheimer was a consultant this past year. I, I don't understand what Brian Schottenheimer brings to the table because his offensive coordinator history is not really good. I mean, okay. So his first role was with the Jets. Yep. He was the Jets OC from 2006 to 2011. So as you remember, that was during the Mangini years and also the Rex Ryan, uh, Rex Ryan and also uh, quarterbacks were Chad Pennington and Brett Favre yep. and Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Franchise. Or Sanchez down. So yeah, so I mean, he knows how to run a really good rushing attack because you know, 2009 2010 Jets they really couldn't rely on the quarterback, but they could rely on the running game and they relied on their defense when score 17 and you won the game. But but we're we're talking about the offensive side, but I mean, that matters, it does matter, yeah. So, I mean, with a defensive minded head coach. Brian Schottenheimer had more say so on the offensive side. So you kind of saw what he could do with the 09 Jets and the 2010 Jets. 2010 Jets were really good. They had LT. He was older, but he was he, still really good. He wasn't asked to be the guy. So and those two teams were pretty good. But I, offensively, I, I, they were not great. Offensively, they were not great. But I would say, like, you know, the his last stop with the uh, Seattle Seahawks, 2018 to 2020. I thought they were pretty good, top 10, but, you know, there was a ceiling there. They they were not – they were a playoff team, but they were not a championship team. Yeah. And you could say that the offense was better than they were at the beginning of the decade, but they were not still good enough to win a Super Bowl. And his last coordinating job was – 
Jacksonville 2021. I, I think all that gets a wash simply because it was the Urban Meyer debacle, fiasco, yeah, whatever you want to call that. But let's also look that he was the he was the quarterback coach for Indianapolis Colts for two years, 2016, 2017. He was Georgia's offensive coordinator for 2015. He was the Rams offensive coordinator 2012. And that's where you go, okay, is it the coach or is it the player? Because 2012 to 2014 Rams are not anything special. They're terrible. Uh, I remember when Dallas played the Rams in 2014. Sitting in Galveston. Yeah. yeah. And then the year before, I went and saw them. That was the oh yeah was, and uh, Arlington yeah, yeah, yeah Arlington Demarcus Ware three sacks hundred yeah. sacks love you buddy um so <laughs> so we go back to Mike McCarthy is going to be calling plays now if this is 2013 yeah I'd be excited Mike McCarthy you can say well he had Aaron Rodgers okay so at what point do you give the coach it's the same thing with so Sean Payton had Drew Brees. Nobody says, well, Sean Payton did it because he had Drew Brees. But everybody goes, well, Mike McCarthy did it because he had Aaron Rodgers. They both literally have the same stat line. They both won one Super Bowl. Well, Drew Brees really didn't. He was good. He had a good year and a half with the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people credit Sean Payton with making Drew Brees a Hall of Famer. Well, I I think you can say that, but I think it was more – I don't think it's like he came in and fixed Drew Brees. I think he simply built an offense around him that let him flourish. Mike McCarthy absolutely did the same thing for Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people say Aaron Rodgers would have done that all on his own. Okay, so then why does – again, I go back to then why does Drew Brees – why is the Sean – because Drew Brees had a perfectly good year and a half with San Diego. In fact, I think he was – wasn't he a pro bowler? Uh, yeah, 2004 season was a kind of their breakout year. That was Antonio Gates. Yes. So year. I mean, again, Drew Brees had. But they drafted a quarterback in Philip Rivers in 2004. Yes. Because Brees did not impress in 2001. Well, well he also had the elbow 2002, injury. 2003. The elbow injury. But like the the first three years, he didn't impress. In year four, he impressed, and then year five, he had the injury. Yeah. He was supposed to retire, but the, you know that was a whole. I mean that, that that could be another uh, off season talk. Well, because, it would be because what if Miami makes the right decision? Yeah, on that, if they would don't go would, would, would Nick Saban go to Alabama? Would Alabama be the dominant force they've been since two thousand seven, two thousand eight? Yeah. So the last two years in, in San Diego, Drew Brees was eleven and four, nine and seven. He threw forty one. Oh, no, excuse me, fifty one touchdowns and twenty two interceptions. So Drew Brees has established himself. Yes, he had the arm, and that was the only concern. But on the field, Drew Brees had proven he could take a team to the playoffs and he could win. Aaron Rodgers has proven that after McCarthy, but he hasn't gone any further than McCarthy. In fact, he hasn't even got to back to a Super Bowl. So, again, I go back to – But he's won multiple MVPs. He's won to multiple NFC title games. I'm just saying like – Aaron and Rogers. he's been terrible in those NFC title games. He has been terrible in those NFC. When title games. again, that's an offseason. When does when but do a lot of people say that? that Aaron Rodgers was great in uh, in and of itself, whereas a lot of other people, or the same people, also say that Drew Brees is great or was exponentially better because he has superior coaching in Sean Payton. Again, though, Drew Brees had showed San Diego that I don't, I don't I don't know what it is. Well, because, I mean, I'm asking you, what are your thoughts like, on in, that? In 2000. Sean Payton, when he was the OC, got his uh, play calling duties revoked. Oh, that's the other thing. From, uh, J- Jim Fossil was like, no, I'm just going to call the plays because 
uh, were seven and four. Giants, the Super yeah. Bowl year. Yeah, so yeah, Giants, Giant. The, so the New York Giants, they were Super Bowl contender in two thousand. Uh, they changed their logo. They had the uh, Thunder and Lightning running game. Mm-hmm. They started seven and two, lost two games pretty badly. Uh, Sean Payton got his head as a uh, offensive or play calling duties revoked. Uh, Jim Fossil, rest in peace. He was the play caller for the rest of the season. They didn't lose another game until the Super Bowl when they lost to the Ravens, and that's uh, the record-setting defense. Oh, that crappy play, uh, that crappy flag on the interception. Uh, Jesse Armstead completely yeah, yeah. changed that game. Yeah. The Giants were in that game until that moment. Yeah. So, you know, some people think of that, and and, uh, and let's remember when he was here in Dallas, he wasn't liked very well. He was not liked. There was well. a stretch I can remember Bledsoe versus. Buffalo of all teams in yeah. Dallas, it was just absolutely. But you ugly. know what? These are probably his best years because he learned from the master and Bill Parcells and how to get talent uh, and how to coach players. So that was probably his best four years ever, just learning from the master, learning how to be a great head coach. And he ended up being a Hall of Fame head coach. He, he'll eventually be in the Hall of Fame. You think? Yeah. I think he's got to win at least another Super Bowl. No, I mean he took a New Orleans. To That's the fine, Super- but you can't. Uh, you can't even. Tom Flores won two Super Bowls, and he he, it he took should be for, in the Hall of Fame. Didn't he finally get in? Oh him. yeah, yeah, Re- yeah, yeah. Uh, but it literally year, took a whole campaign, yeah, like yeah. a beer campaign of him. I don't think Sean Payton. If Sean Payton's a Hall of Fame coach, then Mike McCarthy's a Hall of Fame coach. They literally have the same record. They're not going to say he's a Hall of Fame coach, though. And I don't think they'll say Sean Payton unless he wins another Super Bowl. I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. Really? Yeah. Did you know that between 2012 and 2016, prime Drew Brees years, you know how many times the, the Saints went to the playoffs? Zero. One. That was the oh, year. 2013. That, that was the year that. The, but that was because of superior defense. That was, but that was also the Niners, Vernon Davis, that great game. Remember, it was like 32, 36, 36, 32, I think it was. No, that was 2011. That's what I'm saying. So from 2012 to 2016, they only made the playoffs one time since then. Yeah. So again, and and I'm not saying if Sean Payton had become the Cowboy head coach, I'd have been fine with that. But there is this idea that like, okay, so well, here, I think the Broncos gave up a lot. Oh yeah, Sean no, Payton. I agree. They did. Yeah, they so, gave up like a uh, first and two seconds, or I have to look it up. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was multiple picks it was at least the first and two seconds okay so here let me give you my overarching issue with this yeah so as and this is from cowboy fans as well cowboy fans are the worst fans when it comes to hating on ourselves (laughs) but everybody blames jerry jones mike mccarthy and dak prescott and then zeke because of his contract right so that grouping has won the second most games in the last two years yeah You, you can't say they all are terrible and you've win the second most games in two years. Yes. They haven't got past the divisional round. We get that. But this whole idea that Mike McCarthy is some stooge or some terrible coach. And yeah, in 2020, I think he tried too hard. I think he, I think he oversold the whole, you know, I watched every game and I broke down film and I shame on Jerry Jones for even believing. Yeah. Well, no, I think Mike McCarthy absolutely did all that. But I think I no, I do no, no. I mean, like, if you know, did you not see the room? He, he like, I he literally it. went to a garage and created it, like what we do in the studio here. He created you and I could do the same, but we would. But but my point is, is I, I think he tried too hard to prove that in the first year, and then he lost Dak in Game Four, and it completely changed everything. Or Game Five, it completely changed everything. 
But for all the talk of Jerry's a terrible GM, well, we have one of the most talented rosters in the league. It's a top five roster. That's drafting because it's all been drafting. The only free agents Dallas have signed in the last few years have been, you know, scrap heap guys. And by the way, they've all played well. Yeah. So at some point, you've got to give somebody in Dallas credit for the fact that they've won 24 games, 25 counting a playoff game in the last two years. Excuse me. So I I get frustrated because everybody wants to act like Dallas is a two and 12 team. And I'm like, y'all don't remember 2000 to 2000, really 99, but 99. Well, that's another, ah, that's another look back season. Cause I, I do think that just like, 1985 yeah. or 86 that could have been, been a special year but anyway at so, some point so the uh the broncos sent a first round pick this year and a second round pick next year to get peyton and the saints also sent the broncos a third round pick next year mm-hmm. it, where's david putney <laughs> you know that yeah. one uh yes come vaguely. on draft day uh, yes david putney yes. we need a kick returner yes <laughs> special teams special well, teams. Yeah, special teams. underrated position um but my whole point is and i'm not trying to defend mike mccarthy i don't have any like personal like i liked jason garrett yeah and i like mike mccarthy mike McCarthy, and i like the fact that mike mccarthy seems to be a pretty straight up guy and again the same thing with jason garrett the players play hard for him uh Subscribe to the Dallas Cowboy YouTube channel and watch in the locker room after a win just how they are. They play hard for him. And, and I just I, I don't understand this perception that Sean Payton has done something better. Just the fact that you even said, well, I think he's a Hall of Fame. I, that blows my mind. Like, I, I don't think Sean Payton, unless he wins another Super Bowl and maybe even he needs to go to more title games, I don't think Sean Payton's even in the... Sean Payton should be just because of what he did with New Orleans because that was a team that was... To have won one playoff game. Oh in no, no, I get that. History. Aaron Brooks before he yes, beat the Rams, 2000 season. Nope. He wasn't even the starting quarterback. The nope. starting quarterback was the guy we referenced in another podcast, Jeff Blake. That's right, Jeff Blake. They were seven and three, with and they him. were one of the first teams that had a black starting quarterback and a black, black backup. backup. Yeah. yeah, they lost him and Ricky Williams during that season. They ended up still with I think with Terry Allen and Aaron Brooks and Deuce McAllister. And no, it was before. This is like a year or two before McAllister. They went uh, ten and six. I could have swore he was on that team. No, nah, he was still too, a little too young. I'm pretty sure. I think. Anyway, <laughs> they won the division. Uh, won a playoff game, but that was it. That was their one playoff win in their entire franchise history. And that I think they started in '67. So this was well, and they were mon- they, so they before were... Peyton got there. It was about 40 years worth of franchise history. One playoff win. They they had made the playoffs multiple times, but that was the one playoff win. So he took this team, instilled a winning culture, made it to the NFC title game in his first year, and then the next two years they didn't make the playoffs. And then year four they won the Super Bowl uh, with the you know they gutsy uh, onside kick call. Oh, against the Colts, yeah. yeah. Again, no. And then yeah, like you said, the bounty gate suspended see and i think that hurt i think that actually does hurt i think that will hurt him come so 2014 to 2016 they don't make the playoffs but they reload they draft they get younger and then 2017 to his last year 2021 they were legitimate contenders for the championship 
Uh, it, I think a lot of people credit him for uh, re-imaging the team, making them more defensive-minded, running-oriented, you know, getting all the Kamara, getting a good possession receiver, and Michael Thomas when he wanted to actually play and not pretend to be hurt, uh, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of analysts, a lot of fans credit uh, Sean Payton for kind of first getting the Saints to the Super Bowl and then turning them around into a, a different team later in the decade into a much more well-rounded team. Okay, so Mike McCarthy takes over in 06. They go 8-8. Eight and eight. Then they go 13-3. and three, yeah. And then they go 6-10. and 10. Yeah, that was uh, Aaron Rodgers' first year. Mm -hmm. They were – Aaron Rodgers had a good year. It, it was more of the, the team needed to get more parts. Yeah, that's fine, but yeah. they did. Yeah. Like I, the Saints. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame McCarthy for that. Or Rodgers for that. Okay, so that's fine. So then after that, they win the Super Bowl in 2010 here in Dallas. Then they go 15 and one, 11 and five, eight and seven, 12 and four, 10 and six, 10 and six. And then they he had two bad years, seven and nine, and, and four and seven. Yeah. So you could make the case that Sean Payton got leeway that he didn't get because Sean Payton in 2014, 15, and 2016 went seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine. Again, I think it's think I think it's just the the franchises. That shouldn't give you a Hall of Famer just because you went to a bad franchise and had him win. He, Drew Brees wasn't considered a Hall of Fame quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was. And uh, I didn't realize their numbers were. So Mike McCarthy's 254 wins, yeah. 155 losses. Is that right? No, that's. I'm sorry, 150. No, no, 155 yeah. wins, 97 losses. I was looking. Up like yeah, that's, 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 that's why I was adding. Like, that's yeah. Tom Landry numbers. Uh, so 155 and 97. And Peyton Manning is 152 and 89. Again, I go back to these are the same guys, good and bad. Um, I, I, you know, and I do think Sean Payton gets a little bit because of the you had the bad call again against the uh, yeah the 2018 Rams. yeah 2018 MC title game against the LA Rams yeah that was a terrible call and they probably would have beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You think? Yeah, they were the better. They were well, the, and Sean McVay. To me, they were, they were the best team that year. The 2017 kind of showed that they were, they had been reformed, retooled. Uh, now I was having said that the, the Rams were also great that year. I remember that. Well, but I remember that Monday night game against the Chiefs. Oh, great game! But I, I think you're right because Sean McVay has admitted he kind of puckered when it came. He he and where uh, where McVay would have puckered, Peyton would have been more aggressive. Yeah. But so would Mike McCarthy. I just think it's, and I feel weird defending him because I'm defending his Green Bay record. Yeah. I I have felt this way for two years now. I think you and I talked about this in the when we brought this show back out in 2020. Yeah. I think people overestimate Sean Payton and underestimate Mike McCarthy. They're the same guy for good and bad, for the positives and the negatives. Mike McCarthy can definitely win a Super Bowl here in Dallas. Sean Payton could definitely win a Super Bowl in Dallas. But Sean Payton has losses in the playoffs, just like Mike McCarthy. That you go, why did you like the Minnesota Miracle? How do you lose that? Or the Quake game. Or the Quake game. Because uh, the, the the Saints were, I think, 11-5 and five that season. And, yep. and the but Seahawks defending. were 7-9. and nine. Yes. Yeah, and the, the Saints were the defending Super Bowl champions. And yet they go into Seattle and lose. And it, I just... I just feel that for some reason, and I think you're right. I think the whole reason is because it's the Saints, like that makes it better. That shouldn't. Where you coach shouldn't matter. In fact, I think it's harder to have to do what other people have done to be the guy after the guy. Like Seifert replacing Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh, he won a yeah. Super Bowl. We can make fun of it. Switzer replacing Johnson, he wins a Super Bowl. 
McCarthy replacing Holmgren. He didn't win a Super Bowl immediately, but he literally had to carry that and had the Peyton could have gone nine and well, seven. Well, he had the Mike Sherman buffer. <laughs> oh yeah, I always forget Mike Sherman. Yeah, yeah I always forget about Mike Sherman. But but the point is, is Sean Payton could have gone nine and seven, five straight years in the Saints, and he wasn't losing his job. Yeah. Anyway, that's why we're going to do these offseason shows. We're doing up to date. Let, let's go ahead and. I didn't mean to talk that much on it. Uh, other news. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this, but Tom Brady officially retires. I, I said this in the last show. I, I thought it was weird that Gronkowski came out today to say, I'm retired no matter what. Yeah. I, I don't, I do think Brady, I never believed Brady last year. I, I think that we now realize that was family saying that. I still think there's going to be Tom Brady in May, yeah. especially not having family around. I, I still think there's going to be the itch. I do think, though, it's going to take the perfect – I don't think he'll just take it. I think he's happy to be retired if a position doesn't come around, if that makes sense. Jets? Washington? Jets are the most like what the Buccaneers were, where you can say the Jets are a quarterback away from being a threat. Who's the quarterback for the Bucks? I don't think he comes back to Tampa Bay. I think I think I don't think it's a burn bridge, but I just yeah. think that that's done. I, I think Tampa Bay so, would even be like, you know what, we need so to move on. Jets. I don't see Washington. I don't see Washington. Washington's not that good. Raiders. Uh, I mean, they were eight, eight and one in the best division of football. Yeah, but I still Washington still they need more consistency. Chase Young has to actually play. Um, he'll be fully healthy next season. Okay, so when and I if see, they resigned Deron Payne. We'll see. I just I think of the NFC East as much as the I love what the NFC East did, but I still think the Giants and the and Washington were a lot of smoke and mirrors that won't won't trans. There's always teams like that. That, that Daniel Jones is going to get a fat contract for them Giants. You think? I, I think the Giants won't do that. I think the Giants will tag him. That means well, he's going to get. I mean, he'll well. get a fat contract, yeah. but but it won't be a long. I think they it won't wanted, go against the cap. Yeah. I'll say this rightfully so. They need to tag him. They shouldn't sign him to a long term deal. Uh, they've I got Saquon. That's enough. I mean, look at Ezekiel. I, I you just you, but he was one of the most important parts of that offense. So was Ezekiel. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, but running backs just right now don't have the same value. Look at what Kansas City's doing with Pacheco. Yeah, and I love Pacheco, but I mean, that, that's why as much as I like Bajan Robinson for Texas. I would take him in if Dallas if he's there, but I understand if Dallas won't. And probably the way it sounds, they won't because it looks like they're going to restructure Elliott. And then- well, I mean, Dallas needs a second receiver. They need offensive line help. They need interior defensive line help. Some of these they can get through free agency. Some of these can get through the draft. Well, I don't think they'll ever. Again, I, I still contend that most of the interior dra- defensive line isn't talent. It's scheme. So they're not going to, everybody's like, well, they're going to get, you know, they're not going to get some, they're going to get a fat dude to plug well, the yeah, hole. Especially in Dan Quinn's defense. That's what I'm saying. Need, yeah. They need some, they, they need, they do definitely need help defending the run. Mm-hmm. And Hankins was really good for that for most of the year when he signed from the Raiders. So, but he has an issue staying healthy. Yeah. I, I was, I, I think I, linebacker, because I, I think somebody is going to be stupid and LV, pay LVE a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping LVE feels like Zeke and wants to take a pay cut and come back. Well, but, he did that last year. Yeah, and LVE only got $2 million this year. Yeah, he, and, he's, and he played better. Yeah. LVE, so, I mean, you saw the difference when he was out at the end of the season. Yeah, and Anthony Barr is not going to do it. 
I like Anthony Barr. I'd like for him to keep him. I, I do. He came around as the season got but better. But we need someone of LVE's caliber. And part of our all-season shows is we are going to have an episode where we just break down offensive position and then have an episode where we just break down defense position for Dallas. Uh, we're going to have a live draft somehow. We don't know if it's going to be in studio or at Frisco Bar and Grill or somewhere. Uh, and we will have a mock draft. One of the episodes, probably the week before the draft, we will, of course, again, we're going to probably record all that at once. put our GM hats on. Our GM hats and see. I've never actually done that. Yeah. Like, I look at what Dallas has and needs, and I kind of project, but I've never actually went every team. What do you – and I – Well, because you and I both know what Dallas needs. We yeah. just don't know how Dallas is going to obtain that. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, it's – especially when you're not the number one pick, it's what's available around I mean, you. as of today, there's $7 million over the cap. Yeah, but that'll change. That'll they, change trust. They're going to extend Dak. They're going to cut Zeke's uh, uh, his money. He's, um, he's, he's willing to restructure. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and because he realizes he probably doesn't have a job if and he's not in the, Dallas. The most likely tag will probably be Pollard. Yeah, Dalton Schultz, they should not in any way sign yeah. Schultz to a big deal. Nothing against Dalton Schultz, but – You've got two other guys in Ferguson and Pendershot that unless, can do the same thing. If unless not you're better. Travis Kelsey, you're not gonna get that. Yeah, it's a weird. It's we're in a weird era for tight ends. We went it's only from like two or three. That's elite right now. We went from having some of the best tight ends ever to all of a sudden in an era where tight ends are more important. With hey, you know what though? Now yeah. tight ends that's probably the deepest position in this coming draft. Yeah, it really so is. We we might get another wave. I think so. I, and, I, and again, tight ends are used a lot now. It's just it's it's just a weird little three year period. Um, you talk about you know cornerback. Uh, what what if they don't sign? What if somebody offers Donovan Donovan Wilson the moon? And Dallas hasn't paid for a safety in twenty years. That's one of the positions yeah. they have just don't pay for. No, we have a homegrown talent, and he'll probably be gone. Yep, he's definitely worth it. So. When you when you look at where Dallas is right now, yeah, are you positive? Are you negative? I know everybody, and maybe it's that we're so used to inconsistency, we don't yeah. expect. And I'm scared of that because, like I said, the worst thing. I, I just I, I'm still in the idea of I just want them to make the playoffs consistently. Yeah. Four out of five years, make the playoffs because that's how you start getting to the title game. Yep. Because eventually, the matchups will work out for you. And, and I'll say this again. If Dallas could have played the Giants in round two, Dallas is in the NFC title game. Yeah. No matter how bad oh, they play. Yeah. And, and I think Dallas, Dallas just has a different swagger now. That's a positive. Yeah. You've got to worry though. Has Dak been lost? I don't think he has. Again, I go back to you know, give me the years. He's in the league now. He's established. He had a year bad year. Quarterbacks have bad years. Yeah. And he still did a lot of good things. He still, for all the talk about, he threw the most interceptions in 12 games. He also was a top three quarterback in yards, touchdowns, QBR, oh, yeah. quarterback rating. You can say what you want, but he had his best game as a Cowboy against the Buccaneers. That's a positive. Yeah. Um, it, it now comes down to constructing that back end of the roster. Yeah. Can they do that? Will somebody offer Terrence Steele the moon? No, the, the theme for 2022 has been injuries. So what a lot of teams need to do in 2023 is depth. Someone gets hurt, you need to have a capable – like some of your backups need to be capable starters, and you probably need to pay them as capable starters. That's just going to be an issue going into next season, and that might lead to the NFL deciding to expand rosters, expand or increase the cap. Yeah, so here's a, a non football snooze. The 
L.A. Lakers and the Jazz and the Timberwolves have finalized a three-way trade. L.A. is sending Russell Westbrook to Utah for D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota. What? Yeah. Wait, wait. It's D'Angelo Russell? Yeah. It's a three-way trade. Is he's coming back to the Lakers? Yes. He's coming back to the Lakers. Didn't he? I, I thought they traded him. Oh, no. Wait. It was that Clarkson? I don't know. I don't, I, I can there was one guy that one of his teammates was dating – uh, some pop singer. Yeah, they drafted him in 2015. Okay, and he basically was cheating on his this lady he was engaged to. I don't think that was D'Angelo. That was uh, Clarkson, maybe. No, that, that didn't sound familiar. Anyway, yeah. just some non-football yeah. news. Right that's there. that's pretty because this is the day after LeBron James passes Kareem for the all-time NBA scoring. You know, so pretty pretty historic. And then, oh yeah, Russell Westbrook and Darvin Ham, the Lakers head coach, got into like a little beef yesterday. Dude, Russell. Well, Russell Westbrook has been on the trade. I mean, he's. But this was recent. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying. I think. I think that was a lot. I of think the, in the second quarter he got taken out of the game, and uh, he was kind of lackadaisical as far as like leaving. Oh court. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And then him and Darvin Ham, which I remember him playing in the '90s. They just got into. A little yeah, you beef. know what Darvin Ham's famous for. Uh, posterizing? Well, no. In the uh, North Carolina game, he broke the backboard. That's what it was, yeah. 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 Little things you know. R.A. Dickey was – not R.A. Dickey. Uh, James Dickey. R.A. Dickey was a knuckleballer. <laughs> James Dickey. Cy Young a winner. Yeah, Cy Young winner with the Mets. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. We do appreciate everybody joining us. We hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. This episode will be up afterwards. But like I said, we don't, we're recording at the night of the preview show, so we don't know who's going to win that. We will have a schedule here in the coming days, but we got to figure that out because normally, like I said, all season we'll do three shows. We're only doing one right now. And then I've got to go out of town a lot in the next couple weeks for work and other things. But we'll figure it out and we'll post it. Check us out, outdrinkthecoverage.com. Find us on YouTube, L4 Media. Just type that in. I'll go right to it. Uh, find us on Facebook. Just type in Out Drink the Coverage. Enjoy the Super Bowl, my friend. Have you some too, good buddy. food. And I think we're gonna have a great game, uh, and we do appreciate everybody that's joining us. And we do thank Frisco Bar and Grill for being our title sponsor. Until next time, he's in turn. Noe. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been Outdrank the Coverage. Turn out the lights. The party's over.